Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have returning guests, we have Judge Greg. He co-hosts Gamers Without Borders, he's the host of the Real Hero Talk podcast, an editor at theenthusiacs.com, all sorts of stuff. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for Brent, but he didn't jump in there, so hey. No, <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to see someone struggle a little bit, because uh, I'm always the second. Uh, no, I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. I will preface this, though. I haven't played this game but I've watched like all the let's plays of it, like so I've seen the full game played out. But I haven't Fair like, enough. experienced it's, it. It's not the same if you weren't the one hitting the buttons. See, I disagree because I've <laughs> watched it all. Nothing happens. Like there's no need for gameplay. This easily uh, could just be a visual. I novel. agree with Greg on that because it's more personal that way. But that's the thing. This isn't a yeah. typical episode of ABTS listener. This is more or less a spoiler cast. If if you saw the title or not. I'm not sure if you're just, like, randomly listening to this on, like, a whim. (laughs) But yeah, this is about Life is Strange Before the Storm. We're going to kind of go episode by episode and give our feedback on some of the decisions we made, little Easter eggs we found throughout the series and stuff like that. Obviously, Greg and I are big fans of this, but Bren is kind of on Uh, the fence, if not against it. I'll be the devil's advocate for this episode. I actually appreciate that. It gives us more... Yeah. Perspective. So people mm-hmm. don't just have to listen to the two of us talk about how awesome how this game is, is for an hour. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. So in this game, it's very similar to the original Life is Strange in the sense that each episode represents a full day. And there's three consecutive days in this one. So like again, in this one, it made me feel like confused because I remember that was one of Brent Brennamine's original complaints was like, I felt like since the episodes, it took so long in between the episodes, I felt like each one could have been like a week had gone by and then this next episode occurs. But no, it is all sequential. That's what I was wondering, like, if it says that anywhere where each episode's a day, because yeah, we didn't know how long time was passing. And then everyone's like, 97% of people uh, killed your plane because you overwatered it like every single day. It's like, what? I... There's, I, there's no sense of time. I don't know. It could have been well, months. Yeah, that's true. I, funny... I, did, I did not realize I had watered that plant two days in a row, and, and I would not have done that. However, that's a really sensitive plant. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm supposed saying, to water like, it. I've, I've, what would have happened if that plant was out in the rain? Would it, would it have just died? Instantly. Honestly? Well, it's so funny because there's so many like callbacks and Easter eggs to like the original <laughs> game. That in I believe it's episode three of this one, Chloe uh, is in her room and there's a plant there and she's like, oh, I don't think I've ever even watered this. And you have the option to water it with a soda can. And at first, I didn't realize she was going to pick up a soda can. It says, do you want to water the plant? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then you, she just waters it with soda. And I'm like, oh, man, she just killed the plant. And then at the end, when you're like looking at the decisions you made, it's like, well, did you kill the plant with soda or did you kill the plant with neglect and i'm like fuck the (laughs) plant was doomed the plant was destined to die as we all are yeah all are just like rachel amber the the plant was not gonna make it and chloe oh it's killing me there's no good end for the plants or us first thing before we even really dive in episode (laughs) spoilers sorry that's the thing it's It's a spoiler cast we already we had the spoiler cast of the original one already um and that's a super long episode we'll try to keep this one a little more brief but that's like my main complaint is that you're really developing the backstories and really making the player like fall in love more and get more involved with 
these characters, Chloe and Rachel, who are just like doomed characters. You know what happens to them in the first Life is Strange. It's not yeah. a pretty story. There well, Rachel is one more than Chloe. Ending. Yeah, Chloe has a chance. Although, Chloe's got a fighting shot, but Rachel. Yeah. And you know, it was, I thought even the game even ends with like the actual act of Rachel being murdered happening yeah. just off screen. So yeah. there, you don't even get that happy ending of like, oh, well, th- so that's how this relationship started. They end it with, and that's how it ends. <laughs> you <laughs> and know, you know where this goes. Surprisingly, there was a happy ending. My ending, the ch- one that I chose, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But regardless, I felt like, wow, this is a great ending. And yeah, after the credits of that happened, and I was like, oh, fuck. Wait, <laughs> remind me. <laughs> just, yeah. just to remind you, it all goes to shit. It's like, oh, thanks. In, thanks, in, don't In nod. case you thought maybe there was a chance that this was not going to end badly, yeah, yeah she dies. <laughs> it's like uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, vampire hunter, like in the movie. You see him like waving outside of the carriage, like "See you when we get back from the theater." And it's just like, "Ha ha! Oh no!" Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's like the end of Lincoln, where he says, "I'm gonna go watch a show." Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we already Christ. bought the tickets. Might as well go. <laughs> but before we dive into like uh, story and our choices, individual choices and stuff, um, I want to like bring some like kind of fun facts to the table. I was checking out the Life is Strange Wikia, and uh, there's a couple Easter eggs they brought to my attention. One of them being on the train uh, in the first episode, I believe, there's like graffiti that on the walls that says Aurora Creek, and that was the original name of Arcadia Bay be- before the writer Christian Divine suggested Arcadia Bay as a name, so I thought that's funny. Aurora Creek, it doesn't have the same kind of ring or anything. I'd feel like it'd be less fitting no you know? arcadia bay it has to be that just basically sounds like hipster nation right there yeah, it, does. It, it sounds yeah. like an actual university but aurora creek yeah it's silly it's more um satisfying to say because aurora is just like you're like making like a dog noise you're like aurora whereas like arcadia is very <laughs> punctuated yep. and like it hits hard unrelated side story but i've been reading my daughter bedtime stories lately about the princess aurora Oh. And so I can tell you right now, that is a hard thing to say back to back to back to back. <laughs> Aurora, 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 Aurora. 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 Yeah. Yeah. By the end of that story, I'm just saying that that one princess, I just call her Sleeping Beauty. Yep, you know, that's... I'm done. So I'm so glad I don't have to say Aurora all over the place here. I feel that's like she's funny. the most forgotten princess because of that. Like everyone just calls her Sleeping Beauty instead of her actual name. Because everyone yeah. else is their actual name. Yeah, so. well, because Maleficent is so much more cooler than Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, she That's also true. doesn't do anything for most of the story. She's That's a correct. She Turns spent- into a goddamn dragon. No, uh, Sleeping Beauty doesn't do anything. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I'm just, okay, I just want to point out, I'm very proud. I managed to derail this podcast to talk about yeah, Disney princesses. Welcome to Almost Better Than not, Silence. <laughs> not completely derailed, because that story's also about dying teenagers. Greg's so. mm-hmm. a natural here. He's All right. the best. So right, just um, take a shot, everybody, and we'll move on. Yeah. There you go. Um, one of the best things about this entire franchise has to be Hot Dog Man, and I didn't yes. realize how much I would love it. Like it's just, but it's fantastic. And for those who don't know, he was like a featured character in this like video game that Max and Chloe used to play during their childhood. Um, and then he became like this common figure in lots of fan art and merchandise. And his slogan is "Work hard, mustard big." <laughs> Wait, is that really it? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and I don't God. know what the fuck that means. And apparently, there's like a graffiti you see in Before the Storm where someone writes like "I mustard big" and they're just like referencing Hot Dog Man. And it's like, goddamn! And Hot Dog Man being spelled H A W T D A W G, and it's like 
God damn it. It couldn't get any better. And he looks amazing. I love it. The fan art. It's great. Mm-hmm. There's actually one of the people I've watched. Like I said, I didn't play this. I watched a Let's Play of it. One of the Let's Plays was uh, Jesse Cox, who's a very popular YouTuber. Um, he played this and he got really involved with it, like really into the story and actually made a t-shirt based off of Hot Dog Man because everyone loves him. And it's uh, him as Hot Dog Man getting um, mustard sprayed on him by another sentient condiment bottle. And I've seen it, That's this. not a yeah. euphemism, is it? Because uh, it looks, I mean, we'll just be blunt for listeners. Uh, it looks like the mustard bottle shitting on the Hot Dog Man. And he's really into it. So it's, oh. and it says, don't forget to use a condiment. Yeah. I, I see it. That's not as bad as I was envisioning in my head. Uh, it's actually it's, cute. It's still uh, hard in to wear in public. Way. Yeah, it's well, still it's hard still to still wrong. Explain. Yes, it's still wrong. It's, it's just, in uh, my head, I went to a really dark place. So that's actually refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still has to be. It's also on a shirt. That'll have to be the episode uh, image mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So if you want that shirt, it's out there. Um. But yeah. So my last like little fun fact before we move on to like mm-hmm. story and choices is uh Pisshead, the band that the oh, guy right. Skip Matthews oh, yeah. becomes a member of. Apparently, guard. yeah, I pissed him off and he leaves to go join a punk band. I think that's absolutely fucking hilarious, and they make it big. But uh, the band's name is a reference to episode three of the original Life is Strange when. Uh, alternative Chloe, meaning uh, alternate timeline Chloe, uh, when you're at her computer, or there's like some kind of calendar that can be seen featuring the band Pisshead, and it's funny how they, they chose to have him be in that band, so I don't so, know. It's so, cool how they have all sorts of callbacks. So the band is canonical in every timeline, but depending if Skip's in it or not may vary, depending on the oh, timeline. Oh, that's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. But or I feel varying like- levels of success, depending on Chloe's interaction. Yeah, well, I feel like he leaves no matter what. I feel like Doug's uh, playthrough for one of here is he pissed him off and he left because of that. I feel like the other one is you still sneak into the dorm room and you like get caught subsequently, and then he gets fired for letting you into the dorm room. So like, I think either way he's yeah. leaving, but the reason why he leaves depends on your your interaction. Yeah, I think in in my playthrough it's implied heavily that he was let go because uh, that one football player got beat up by Damon in in the dorm room, and so they decided to up the security, and that's that's what right. led to him being released. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, well then, yeah, let's start with, like, episode one. So, the whole thing it starts with, like, the whole band Firewalk performing in an old mill, and, like, you're presented with a couple of different choices. Like, I know you can, like, buy pot from Frank, or first you can steal from the money from that one guy. I stole um, that money. Yeah, me too, actually, because I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I'm Chloe, Chloe. Chloe would steal that money, so I stole yeah, exactly. that money. But that's the thing. I play Chloe interesting in this game. Like initially, I'm like, I'm going to play Chloe as Chloe. But then when you're presented with like certain situations with like her mom, and you're like, but I feel so bad for her mom. Her mom's right. just fucking trying. Like I ended up just playing as a nice Chloe. No, nope, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Chloe oh. is Chloe is a habitual self sabotager. She yeah, can't even yeah. help herself. So that's- any any time Chloe had a chance to do the right thing or do the wrong thing. My Chloe did the wrong thing because that's mm-hmm. who Chloe is. I've heard a few people say like it's like do I play it the way I want to play it or like how I would play it or do I play it as Chloe? It's like if you're playing like D&D or an RPG, like do you play it as this character you wrote this dedicated backstory to, like all their lore or do you mid-max and like get as much out of the skills as you can and be like the most proficient player at the game instead of being in the story. Right. So you are introduced to Rachel Amber as a character, and like we all know, she's like the super popular girl ah, for no reason. Ah, uh, don't no other than they tell reason. you she's super popular. Yeah, yeah. 
and she saves you from like a a fight like this guy's about to like hit you or he pulls a knife i forget exactly it's been a while since i played episode one he goes to hit uh, you yeah yeah and she, she saves you and it's it's pretty nice because it's like i don't know like she becomes like your friend instantly but i that's the thing that's one thing i want to address towards the end it's like okay it's over the course of three days, and like you feel like this girl's like your soulmate or some shit. It's kind of bizarre, like how short. And well, she's how much- fifteen. And when That's you're fifteen, true. you meet somebody Hormones. and you think they're your soulmate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, That's it's the same problem with the first Life is Strange. Like that all happens in the course of a week, and it's just like Jesus. Like- I know, but this is that like divided by in half, and even a little. Yeah. I, don't know. I thought what I mean. it made more problem. sense here than it, given the context of what we learn about the Max and Chloe relationship. I think it yeah. made a lot more sense for Chloe to fall for Rachel Amber as quickly as she did than for Chloe to get so close to Max again after everything Max did. Because Max really is the true. worst, if I haven't established that yet. Max <laughs> yeah, is the I worst. I well, that's yeah. your controversial opinion, but that's fair. I would actually say the opposite of that, because, granted, I could see why Chloe would get so swept up with Rachel Amber so quickly. Like, I could see it in three days, maybe not to the extreme degree how close they got in those three days. But, you know, granted, they had very uh, insane circumstances about them but like i could see max and chloe reuniting within like five days or so because they had that like old friendship like and it was only two years or three years maybe if that that they've been separated so it wasn't that long that they could just rekindle right away so i wouldn't be surprised if they could do it within a week yeah but um so back to what goes on like in some like minor choices uh did you Mm -hmm. guys end up Saying you'd go to the play or not with Elliot, the guy who's into Chloe, like obviously. No, no, Let's, that dude, that dude yeah. was a psycho from I know, the beginning. Okay, wait, we, I knew gotta, it. I, know, I knew I know, that was too. coming. Okay, we're gonna get to what happens with that guy, and it's we're a not goddamn. Do, like, we're not doing mess. this again. Where we say we're gonna get to it later every five seconds. <laughs> oh, but it's true. That's the thing, though. That kid is a goddamn psycho, and I agree. But no, that's the thing. I I was always turning him down as well because I'm thinking to myself going into this, like I'm most likely gonna try to go with like. Rachel Every- as like the love interest, right? Well, well that's, that's how I envisioned it when I played yeah. the first set. So I was trying to fulfill the prophecy. Exactly. That's kind of like canonical that Rachel or that yeah, Rachel and Chloe get together. So like we know they don't. Well, I mean, she might have hooked up with Elliot at some point, but it definitely wasn't within that playthrough. And yeah, I don't know if anyone picked Elliot because he comes off just super clingy and creepy right away. Like, he why does. would you pick him? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Warren from yeah. from the first set, and and yeah. I, I was the same way with Warren. I'm like, whoa back off buddy i felt a little sympathetic to warren at the beginning so i'm like ah he's just like a nerdy kid he's trying to make friends and then he's like he kept pushing it and he's like oh we'll be going ape i was like all right warren just go away just you're done yeah you, bur- you, you burnt this bridge yeah. we're done but, Move but on. elliot was like warren squared so i was definitely i wanted no part elliot of that was worse than warren yeah. i have to agree with yeah. that um but then, oh, my favorite part of episode one, did you guys do the whole D&D with Steph and Mikey? Oh, yeah, I totally did. Yep. That was actually yeah. a lot of fun. I, I was I was sad I didn't get another session. I know there's a way to, but I never I never figured out how to do it. I really like Steph and Mikey as characters in general. I feel a little bad because like you're becoming friends with Steph, but also Steph has a crush on Rachel, and it's like, well, shit, dude, let me be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel bad about that school. because Rachel dies, so. That's, yeah. Oh, God, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, but that's also high school. Like, you have the same circle of friends, and people are going to have the same crushes on each other. And it's like, one of you is going to end up dating each other. Like, you're going to have to disappoint the other. It just, that's going to happen. Um, but with uh, playing uh, again with Mikey and Steph, you can apparently play in, like, episode three. When you meet up with them again later, you can play a tabletop game with them. But, like, 
at least what I saw, the stats, like 0% of the people yeah, did. Nobody. Nobody did. Yeah, I, just, I just finished it at time of recording two days ago. So as yeah. of two days ago, Bren, still 0% of the people played tabletop it's with so, It's so yeah. frustrating. I tried my best. I was looking for that opportunity because I'm like, they'd be fools to not capitalize on that because everyone came back with feedback saying, that is the best thing of episode one. Give us more. And then episode three, there they are in the hospital. I did every like option I could, and I'm thinking to myself, what? Wh- I guess there is no like more tabletop I, stuff. There has to be some way, yeah, some series of choices well, to, to make it happen. I think looking at those stats, there are some that are so like egregious. Like there's some of the big choices where it's like fifty fifty, like everyone's split. But then there's like choices where there's four choices to a problem, and it's yes. like ninety ninety six percent for one choice, three percent for the other, one percent for the other, and then zero for the last one, like the tabletop one. And I think those choices are based off previous episodes. So, say, for example, when you're in Mikey and Drew's room, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm just theorizing here. Say you pick up your character from that D&D game and you take it with you. And then if you still have it with you through episode three, then you can play. But it's something based on the previous episodes that ha- that pays off later. But there's no way of knowing that. Like, there's mm-hmm. no indication of that whatsoever. So yeah. most people are going to miss out on that. Well, I mean, they did the big decision at the end with with Rachel Amber's mother. Like, in order to get them together, you had to have made the right decision back in episode two. Yeah, and and most yep. people didn't because, quite frankly, given the choice, it seemed pretty obvious to me. And so, very few people I, I had seen, like as of two days ago, only maybe ten percent of people had Rachel end up meeting her mother. And I'm mm-hmm. certain that's because people, after it was released, figured out how to do it and went back and actually made that happen. So I'm I'm wondering if some of those situations are would you, if you could argue that's poor game design where it's so obtuse and so hard to figure out this possible scenario, or if they did that on purpose to incentivize you to play it again to, yeah, just to, to see those found. examples, yeah, yeah, in hopes that you can unlock something that most people. It reminds really me of back in uh in the first series in I think it was episode two when you have to prevent that one girl from committing suicide. Yeah, and in Kate. order to have done it, you need to have made the right choices in the previous episode and in the current episode, and then yeah. remembered a lot of the stuff you learned about her in the course of those two. Dude, that was frustrating as fuck. I was yeah. so goddamn one of us nailed it. it. Which one was it, Doug? Which one did Me. you get? I saved her first time, Doug. First time. <laughs> first time. Didn't no have problem. to go and reload or anything. You guys are crazy. First oh, time. Man. GG easy. It's, it's a matter of caring, Doug. You have to care about people. <laughs> no, that's why... Both my kids drowned in heavy rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awful. At least with Kate, I could see where that was going ahead of time, so I was preemptively making the right choices, like remembering the photograph and like remind, like trying to remember what her favorite Bible verse was. Um, but it's good that you reference heavy rain, Doug, because like in heavy rain, you would go back and want to replay those scenarios to see the different ending. In Life is Strange, you would have to play through the whole thing again. In Heavy Rain, they at least put it in chapters, so you could jump mm-hmm. back right before that exact decision, so you can see just that one decision yeah. instead of playing yeah. through the, like a seven-hour game for one choice. In the last set, the the first series, couldn't you go back to like certain chapters and play from yeah, that point? There is chapter mode, and I even is believe there? I'm not sure yeah. about Before the Storm because I haven't. It really does not because I tried at one oh, point, and so you can't. Bummer. Before the Storm, you either I th- I really think you have to go back and play straight from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, you can't that's, you can't go mid chapter and redo choices, which is frustrating. So there was a there was at least at one point where I made a choice that I thought I when I thought about it, I thought Chloe would not have done this. This was this was a Greg choice, not a Chloe choice. And I wanted mm-hmm. to go back and undo it when I found out I couldn't. And it was like right at the end of, of the, the episode. I said, all right, well, screw it. 
you know what, even a blind monkey sometimes makes the right choice. So Chloe accidentally did something beneficial there. (laughs) I made basically nothing but Greg choices, but Doug choices. (laughs) That's really weird if you spent the time (laughs) making Greg choices. No, it was just because... I I think everyone should do that, though, Doug. Everyone should try to play games and do what I would do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's way more fun. But okay, and last like thought on episode one before we move to episode two, and it's episode one's called Awake, and I guess mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what the point of that is. I, I, anyway, just big Godsmack um, fans. Oh goddamn! <laughs> um, um, but you know, my favorite scene is when you share earbuds with uh, Rachel, Rachel after you guys skip school. You can actually apparently choose not to do that and miss out on one of my favorite scenes of the episode. But it's like they play some music. The soundtrack to this game is absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. I'm not sure if it's like you can go buy it or on like CD or whatever, but if you can, I think you should. I ended up having to get all the songs individually from the first soundtrack. Like there wasn't like a collected bundle for it, unfortunately. They didn't okay. did, I thought they did they did that at one point. Is this I that, think they did. Did I just make that vinyl. up in my head? No, I saw some for vinyl, but they're like super expensive and like oh, were like on the yeah, Square Enix okay. store exclusively okay. at one point. I think it was they very rare. did post game like uh after they saw how popular it got and they did like a special edition mode like where you got a bunch of like tchotchkes and like incentives to buy the special edition one um there might have been the vinyl or the soundtrack included in that but just the initial game like so many games on steam are like buy the game and buy the soundtrack separately uh it didn't have that so Mm. that was unfortunate really missing out there that seems like that's just money money on the table yeah but i think that's something I love about it because all the sound, all the songs were a real songs from like third party artists, like actual musicians, not composed for the game. And I love that because it makes it feel more real and more uh, lived in instead of just entire orchestra songs for every mm-hmm. soundtrack. Yeah. Um. But the downside of that is watching it on like a Let's Play or YouTube, it immediately oh, gets yeah. demonetized. And mm-hmm. for some of the stuff I saw, the person just edited out all oh, audio yeah. from those scenes, yeah. just so the it videos would get flat. Every time I was trying to watch, like the, I wanted to go back and be like, "Well, the major decision for the end of episode three, I'm like, I know my outcome. Let's watch mm-hmm. the other one." And there's no audio for it, no matter where you go. It's because, yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. But I think it's yeah. because, like, yes, yeah, some of these artists, uh, I know a few of them off the top of my head: Daughter, Lanterns on the Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I can't think of any others, but Amanda Palmer was in the first one. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. But like, they're popular, so I'm, sh- I'm sure it's just YouTube flagging it and being like, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's definitely YouTube doing it. It's not the artist. But I, I, I'm gonna backtrack a bit. Like, even not just being demonetized, some of those videos would just be taken down entirely. So it's not the people not making money off it that's the issue, but that the video won't last for like more than a week without the YouTube algorithm just taking the whole video down and maybe even banning the account because. I've said it before, Mark got his account banned for a cover he did of a song like seven years ago. That's right. Mm. So, um, but then also, like, I don't know if they can sell the soundtrack by itself because you might get into this whole legal issue with the actual musicians instead of it being all the rights being to the studio because it's an original composition. I I will say the, the, the unintended side effect of that YouTube, everyone on YouTube taking the videos down, is that when you do watch replays, when the music is removed... It really shows you how impactful the music is, because when it's gone, those scenes that are supposed to be really tense and powerful are nothing. They're just empty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really powerful music. It draws the emotions out of you. Even um, I went back home for Christmas, and I had a bunch of free fucking time, so I started watching Scrubs marathons on like weird, obscure cable channels. You don't have um, to nice. justify Scrubs marathons. 
No, yeah, I've watched they're the best. I've watched the entire series like four times now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like because there was a licensing issue with the music in that show that it ran out. I thought it was just for Netflix, but apparently it's even for the reruns. So they've had to replace some of the music in the episodes with like different songs. And no I probably, way. I oh, really? haven't seen I haven't seen some of those episodes in years. But I immediately could tell that the music is different because it just the oh, scene that's felt weird. weird. That's so, so wait, so on the, on the DVD releases, do they have the real music or the replaced music? I think the original DVDs they have the real music. Okay, good. If it's a Blu-ray, good, good. That might be like a more recent release. They might have to have changed it out. But on Netflix, okay. it's all different music. Not all, oh. but a lot of them are different songs. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, music is one of those things. When done right, it feels appropriate and no one really notices it it just makes the scene better but when done wrong or when changed it's really drastic like it's really noticeable yeah i gotta give them credit here they hit the nail on the head with this one i mm-hmm. love the soundtrack here. Mm-hmm. yeah they always nailed the soundtrack like that was a huge part of me for the first one yeah and that was a great scene to establish that and just uh showcase the music anyway on to episode two brave new world mm-hmm. isn't that like a who am I thinking here? The guy who did 1984? Band. Orville. Uh, not Orville. Orwell? Orwell? George Orwell? Orwell. Yes, um, that's who I'm thinking of. All right. Dustus Excel? I don't know. Uh, not Orwell, though. I don't know. I, I hear Brave New World. I think there wasn't that a, a DC comic book storyline at one point. Oh, there, it's Al, Algis Huxley is who I'm thinking Huxley, of. Never mind. God, I'm, it's all these dystopian all. Art, uh, <laughs> authors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Brave New World is like a phrase, and I don't know if it's always an allusion to this book, but yeah, Brave New World is used in a lot of different things. Like, I think there's a band called it, I think there's probably a few movies based off it, maybe not based off it, but using that phrase. So, it's a pretty common, um, what was it, adverb? Or mm-hmm. a yeah. pro- proverb. Um, well, the big cliffhanger of the first one was Rachel Amber setting fire to the forest after seeing her dad kissing a um, mistress, so to speak, and like that was like really upsetting to her. That, oh um, God! That's and that's boring. the thing. At that time, I remember even saying to Bren, being like, "It alludes to us thinking, oh, maybe Rachel Amber has some kind of special power, and that's like the interesting thing." Because like the way that scene played out, and she was just start screaming, and the fire is like getting more intense, and like shits like intensifying around her it just mm-hmm. seemed to me like i'm like oh she's got some kind of dragon ball z shit going yeah, I, on yeah i exactly like, thought <laughs> that i thought like and I thought, like rachel amber's about to go super saiyan yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like okay so no wonder she's so popular she's a goddamn like <laughs> max caulfield over with, like, nine thousand doug <laughs> yeah that seriously i thought she could do some kind of cool shit and be like what's gonna happen in episode two next thing she you know she's like gonna use the force or something I was really hoping she did, because that's what made it interesting to me. As soon as you told me, it was like, oh, no, she doesn't have powers. I'm like, well, I don't care anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. she's just a normal girl who is just really upset about ah. her dad. Yeah, that felt like a mom. really big bait and switch. Yeah. Kind of. So, it, But it was a really intense moment, and I have to give him, like, that's one of my favorite things about the Life is, Life is Strange franchise as a whole, is when they end an episode, they try to have a cliffhanger, and boy, do they have some, like, gut-punching ones. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. But this one was like kind of like okay, she lit, lit the forest on fire. Intense, yay! I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> I, I can I can say as someone in Los Angeles, which is constantly on fire, uh, it's a big fucking deal. No, that's what I mean. It does it does hit a little too close to home, for, especially for people like you out there. Like it for me, like I haven't really experienced that, but like even still, like I know it's a big deal. It just yeah. to, I don't know. It just it wasn't like some of the more extreme ones, so to speak, in the original game. Let's put it that way. But I still thought it was intense. 
when two starts off, you're in the principal's office and you're getting expelled from school. Like you have the opportunity to stand up for Rachel or whatever in her story, but like she's the goody goody good girl that's always going to get out of trouble no matter what. And you're like pretty much on your way out. And I don't think yeah. anything you can do can stop you from getting expelled. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I don't know. I think I felt like there was at one point in time where if if I had been Chloe and just shut my mouth, then. I would have been expelled and Rachel wouldn't have been able to do the play. But so much revolved around that play that I'm wondering if it was, it's just the illusion of choice and somehow Chloe was still going to work it out and somehow Rachel Amber was still going to going to do that play anyway because that yeah. was such a huge scene when it ended up playing out. I can't imagine they just kind of cutting it. That's my yeah. problem with uh, these games and like Telltale games. Like I enjoy them, but like I'm really seeing the strings and really seeing like the dividing path. So for like this one, I watched the different endings, at least for the episode three and just seeing like, Oh, one thing's slightly different, but otherwise there is no real change. There's no impactful change. So yeah, because a big moment of the second episode is the play. Of course, Rachel and Chloe are both going to be in it. Uh, Chloe is expelled. Maybe Rachel would have been, ex- she might've been suspended, but still involved with school activities or something. And then just gone back to school like next week or something. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm sure there would have been some throwaway line later about how, you know, Rachel's dad called the principal and yeah. made it happen and threatened him or something. So they had to put it on or something. I mean, that's usually how it happens is it's just one line of dialogue later that hand hand waves your choice. Yeah. And, and it's it, it's whatever the game wanted to happen is going to happen. Well, and to be honest, the, the whole play needed to happen. It was so goddamn great. It was definitely one of the highlight of episode two, if not like one of yeah. the highlights of the overall game. Like, goddamn, that was just like really cool and well done. We'll get to that though. Um, <laughs> did you guys empty your pockets for David? I, now that I've played Life is Strange and I know more about his character, of course, at first I'm like, oh, he's a creep with the surveillance, but he's just like a loving, like father figure. He really does care about Chloe and Joyce, the mom. Oh, he's got um, PTSD. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, and you see a little bit of that in this game, but like I recognized they do a good job of giving the signs. They do a really bad job of trying to teach people about it. But <laughs> he has straight up PTSD. I knew it from the second I first saw him in the first game. I said this mm-hmm. this guy has shell shock and needs help. Yeah. And the whole game they go into like here's all the suicide prevention lines and here's here's all yeah. the different ways you can help teenagers and I think where's the wounded warrior link? Where are you going to start talking about David and what's wrong with him? But they just, they portray David and his shell shock like that's just normal for for him and for a veteran. And that's one of the big exceptions I take with the game is because that man clearly needs actual help. And mm-hmm. he never gets it and nobody ever acknowledges that he needs help. It's just they play him off like, well, look at this douchebag with his PTSD. And I don't like that. Yeah, no, that is shitty. And I, I think it's episode three where you're given the opportunity to take his photo of his friend who passed away from yeah. uh, ETD. Mm-hmm. IED, I that yeah a, yeah I don't even know my own acronym. Yeah, uh, <laughs> improvised explosive device. IED, yes, mm-hmm. there, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I f- I feel like you're right, Greg, with that. Like they definitely tried to make him like sympathetic with that, and like tried to like definitely bring awareness to that because you you don't see it in as many games. Because I mean, look at so many of the different game franchises where it's just like gunning down people, being a soldier's badass, flying through the air. Like so, it's definitely uh, good to see like a game trying to raise awareness and showing like the consequences of that. But I think you're right. I think they did fall short with that of just being like uh, his PTSD is an explanation for why he's an asshole and not treating it like a condition that he could be treated for. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right, Brent. 
Yeah. Um, but did you guys empty your pockets as far as like because Chloe had pot on her? I did. Or not you bought it. I, I did. That that was that was one of my decisions that I had made where I thought you know what I don't know if Chloe would have emptied her pockets. But Probably in my not. defense, I thought she was clean because you were saying, go ahead, yeah. empty my pockets. So I thought, oh, no, well, maybe she doesn't have anything. And, well, well, no, I think also, I should know that. I'm playing as Chloe. I should know right, what's right. in those did pockets. You, did you as a character buy the pot from Fr- Frank at the Firewalk? I totally thing? did, yes. Well, then, yeah. But you it was also it. the <laughs> night before. Like, she's in different clothes, so she wouldn't necessarily have it on her clothes. And also, when you're rooting through your locker, you're trying to find your secret stash that Justin takes from you. So it's like, oh, he stole my stash, so now I don't have weed on me, so I'm clean. It's like, yeah, I'll clean up my pockets. Yeah, that's and you exactly. Have weed anyway. Yeah, because uh, they just established her stash was gone, so I figured she didn't have yeah. anything. That's yeah. that's also another like I've talked about like seeing the strings in these other like story based narrative choice games, but like that's when I have a particular problem with Don't Nod is they do not make a lot of stuff clear. Like that one gives you the impression that no, I'm clean. Why wouldn't I turn out my pockets? And I think the percentage of people that did was really high. And there's no way to gauge it, but I feel like the percentage of people that were pissed off that she ended up having pot on her was also really high. Yeah. Because we all thought she was clean. Yep. I thought she had nothing on her. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, well, I did too, and I think it was the right thing to do. I, I'm just more sympathetic for David nowadays. Like, I just feel like he is trying, and I want to help th- them, like, him fit in with the family. He, he like, needs, he needs counseling, is what he needs. He definitely, I think that's for and, and a fact. And instead of counseling, everyone just wants me to give him a quote-unquote chance. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't need a chance from a 15-year-old teenage girl. He needs help. Yeah. It's, He's a sad character. It's an unfortunate situation. Did you guys give Damon the money or stay with Mikey when Mikey's brother was getting the shit beat out of him? Drew, I think his name is. I stayed with Mikey. Me too. That's the thing. What? Oh, dude, that's crazy because, yeah, I was just like, uh, he told us to stay with Mikey no matter what happens. So I'm like, all right, we're going to listen to this guy. But if you, if you do that, apparently he gets his leg, like, or kneecaps busted or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets his leg broken. And that's the thing. He's on a scholarship for football. So, like, his career is over. Yeah. If you give him the money, he gets beat up. But he, uh, Damien stops before he, like, breaks his kneecaps. Damn. Yeah, so he still goes to the hospital, but he just he gets to play football again, basically. Yeah, but instead he ends up breaking Mikey's arm. Oh, does he? Yeah. I saw uh, screenshots of him with like a broken. Yeah, arm. that's like, right. What the hell happened there? So poor Mikey gets busted up. That but sucks. I mean, like the dude's got to be like the Hulk or Captain America or something because he just like hits away his arm or grabs it. I forget which. But it's not like he puts it in like a vice and snaps it in half or like you know drives over a car with it. Like he just hits his hand <laughs> away and it breaks it. It's like what? Mikey, you gotta get some calcium, buddy. Your bones are brutal <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like nothing to Mikey. break that kid. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad now. I'm glad I stayed in the room. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, broken arm for a nerdy kid, like that heals and moves on. Versus Drew, who needs that scholarship and needs his knees to play. Like, eh. right, but but Mikey didn't try to steal money from the drug dealer. Drew did that. Yeah, right. but Drew, Drew being having that scholarship and staying in school helps Mikey in the long run. Where Mikey just, you know, has a broken arm for, like, a year or so. Yeah, but Mikey and Drew's dad being able to move into his old apartment and getting his feet under him, that also helps Mikey in the long run. Yeah, but we weren't sure about that at the time. I I thought it was pretty evident what was going on. Because when when you're looking through all the stuff in Drew's room trying to figure out the combination, you see, like, his dad's in a a bad place. And I kind of, I, I interpreted from that that he was taking the money and giving it to his dad to help him out. Yep, no, I, I got that vibe as well. well. Yeah, but after playing this game in the first one, I assume that nothing good will ever happen to anyone in this town, 
So I figured there would have been some like backlash where his dad doesn't get it, and it was all for naught. So I I, I assumed fate was going to be cruel. Let's talk about this play now, though, for a little bit. I have like three like little highlighted uh, decisions that revolve around that. Um, how did you do? First of all, overall, when it came to like doing your your verses, I definitely cheated. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, um, so I, I did snapshots it. on my phone yeah. of the script on the screen, <laughs> and I referenced I think everyone it. Did. That's what's good. All right, I don't feel alone now. Yep, but that's yep. exactly what I did, and I was able to. But that's even by doing that, I'm like looking at the options, and they don't sync up exactly. It's like yeah. very similar shit. I was like, wow, they're really fucking with you. Well, I, I felt like they did it that way to sort of help people who maybe didn't just memorize the script, but would have mm-hmm. would have maybe perhaps to, yeah been been able to get the tr- the keywords and the tricky phrases. But yeah, no, I just but looked at my phone. That also annoys me with some RPGs, like Mass Effect's terrible at this, where what you say isn't what you choose. So they'll say like, "Hey, you're a jerk," and it's like, "Oh, I'll pick that because the guy's being rude, but I still want to be friends with him." And then if you pick that choice. Your character holds like a knife to his throat. It's like I'm gonna fucking murder you. It's like that's not what I. That's not what I wanted. That's not the choice I made. Like oh, yeah, it's, Mass it's Effect not definitely exactly did what that. you're saying. How many times did you try to like do the blow off answer and then like Commander Shepard punches the dude in the face? Yeah, like, yeah. I just, just wanted like, ah, you get to get out of here, mean, not hit the guy. Yeah, it's just like it. Please, just. I think even Fallout, there was a mod that made it so the dialogue tree choices were exactly what the character would say because they were also really vague mm-hmm. at what they were actually. Yes. Meant. Yes. But yeah, I think that was meant, at least for this situation, like you said, because it was memorizing exactly what it meant. And it was them just trying to like get the gist of it instead of the you know, word-for-word text. So I think it was okay in this situation. Okay, back to the play, though. Um, yeah. Let's talk about something that's not okay during this situation. Um, Victoria. She's I drugged her. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Dude, did you, you discourage her, encourage her, confront her, or trick her? And I'm thinking trick is the drugged option and that's exactly yeah. what i did too and it was so like satisfying know, satisfying it was amazing yeah. mm-hmm. I, but i felt bad though too because i'm like this is nope. super illegal nope. <laughs> is she gonna wake up like nope. what have we done it, but, it's uh, one of those few instances where what greg would have done and what chloe would have done were exactly the same thing no i agree yeah. I'm t- oh god we're horrible people but it's <laughs> no <laughs> victoria is we're justified no, people. That, yeah, hey, no. I, d- I did not introduce drugs into that scenario. Victoria introduced Victoria the drugs. Did. I just princess brided her, and, and she couldn't quite yeah. deal with it. <laughs> I've been immune to NyQuil. <laughs> Chloe's been uh, taking the sleeping pills her whole life. She's yeah. immune now. <laughs> well, oh, all the drugs she does, probably. Probably, yeah. That's true. Um, But back to decisions. Um. Nathan, did he? How did he do in your play? I, he got all oh, like yeah. discouraged and literally was like, "Fuck you guys!" Like on stage and ran away. He was like a whiny little bitch, and everyone laughed at him. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then like as you're reading the reviews of the play, they're like, "Oh, Nathan's performance of like a spineless, like scared Coward. version yeah. of this character was like phenomenal." They're like, "We didn't <laughs> see that coming." <laughs> I was like, "Wait!" He literally just said like "fuck you guys" and was like a little bitch about it. It's yeah, almost he, like his he dad owns the town. Me. And paid what off the journalist. No, he just he just performed normally. He didn't storm off. But I like don't Same. you have some opportunity right at the beginning or something with his dad? Mm-hmm. Yes. And and you could either like encourage him or be mean to him or something. And I think whatever I chose, couldn't tell you what, because I don't care because Nathan. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I, he, I, I must have done the right thing because he definitely did not break down and storm off stage. Yeah, uh, he did for me, and I'm glad because I'm like, fuck that, dude. I, I really now that I know him. that was an option, I'm upset that I didn't do that. To be perfectly oh, honest, no, it was pretty fucking funny watching well, everyone laugh at him, and it was like, but also like he's got mental trouble, but also I don't feel bad because he's a goddamn murderer. So like, yeah. a psycho. 
Well, here's he, the thing. He's guilty of the future crime of murder of Rachel. Yeah. Ann. Well, this is an interesting thing. Why why do you feel not sympathetic to Nathan, but you do feel sympathetic to Chloe for a similar situation of like a bad upbringing like in, or environment she, they were raised in? Well, because Nathan kills Rachel Amber. That's why. Because Chloe's not a goddamn murderer. Um, <laughs> but Isn't that's the she, thing. Though? Also, uh, I forget if she kills anybody. It's been I, too long. I think she does, but like you're forced to go back and like change it. But I think probably situation where she um, does kill someone. Uh, Nathan has a like love interest, Samantha, though, but he doesn't really give him much of a All shit right. about her apparently. And like you always like run into her and have to be like, do you want to avoid Nathan, give him space, or help him? And like I told her to just avoid or give him space. I forget because I'm like, fuck that dude. He's yeah, I think no I said give you. him space. Yeah. yeah, here's one that here's something that I really got annoyed with because watching the, all the different endings on YouTube. It's always the same ending with uh, Samantha and Nathan. You can't have a good ending out of that because Nathan has to be an asshole in the next game. Of course. That's yeah, so there's no at. point. Like, there's no reason. Like, why yeah. give us the choice when it's not going to affect anything? You, you can't fix him because I thought that he's too. predestined to be a murderer. And so yeah. he's going to do but, it. Like, there's nothing you can it, do. It annoyed yeah. me. Like, it's fine if you can't, like, change him and, like, make him a better person. But, like, why'd they have to bring Samantha into this new character? Give them hope of, like, maybe you can fix something. It's like, no, you can't. Lol, you're, you know, you're stuck like this. Fuck you. I think she was just straight up fluff to just kind of round out some more options for you to just more things to do where it's like, but that definitely has no real effect, whereas the other stuff has more of an impact. I I could understand that if she was just like a side character, but you had no choice. You couldn't, like, decide what she does. But by giving us the choice, it feels like we have some presence in that scenario but we don't like it's all pointless so like i would have rather it would have just been a conversation between them but you didn't you couldn't decide what she does mm-hmm. yeah yeah last two episode two questions for you guys uh so when you guys are done with the play i believe uh rachel and chloe have like a moment where they're like walking down the street and it's all romantic uh, she asks for a kiss a tattoo or a bracelet if i'm yeah. not mistaken and obviously went with the kiss how Everyone about you, Greg? Everyone, Everyone went with did. a kiss, which is Everyone why. Went, when, when now, here's were, the trick, you, is in order to get Rachel to meet her mother, you had to have picked bracelet there. There it is. That oh, was the choice. Oh, son of a fucking bitch. No wonder she didn't meet her mother. Yeah, you have because the way you do it is you need to ask for the bracelet at that moment so you can have it, and then during the final con- uh, confrontation with her mother in, in the old mill, you give her the bracelet, and then that's what inspires her to actually meet Holy Rachel. Fucking shit! Yeah. Thank you, Greg, for cl- uh, giving me that closure because I didn't put that together and and I had no idea that that's how that worked. Yep. Wow, that's cool as fuck. But I'm like, that's one of the things. Just blew some listeners' mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully, somebody got that now so that yeah, you know, they they, do they don't now. have to that wonder what they could have possibly done because that's how you. Thank do it. you, Greg. But that's one of those like super vague things that happens in an episode beforehand that like affects a big choice at the end. It's like. Like, I'm fine with that because that's something I liked in Mass Effect, but it's just like some of those prerequisites for those options are so vague and like hard to connect the lines to. And who would no pick them? Who I was just going to say, exactly. that's so fucked. That is like the most enticing option is Kiss because like, obviously, like we're falling in love here, people. Like, yeah. what do you want from me? Like, God damn it. You would you like bastards. a billion dollars or this hot dog? It's like, well, I'm going to take the billion dollars. It's like. That's a shame, because if you took the hot dog, you could have had a trillion dollars. Like, why would I know that? Why would I know that? hot dog was actually hot dog man. Thanks for bringing it back, Doug. There it is. There it is. There it is. And then you also get the choice of, like, where would you guys go if you could, like, escape with each other? So romantic. Uh, Would you road trip, go to L.A. or New York? New York. What did you guys choose? I think I went with... 
LA, I mean, actually. Really? I, I, the only reason I went with that, because I think something about her one. background, it was her, she wanted to be an actress or something. Mm-hmm. Well, but, they say and, and the... she also lied about going to New York in the first episode. Did in she? The, like, no, well, like, oh, yeah, oh, the whole the like, first, one where uh, you're like... Uh, two truths and a lie? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And okay. she says something about, like, I grew up in New York, and I called her out on it. Well, I think, like, like uh, back with the kiss and the bracelet thing, I think, I don't know the stats of this one, but I think a lot of people picked L.A. because they say in the original Life is Strange that Chloe and Rachel were planning to go down to L.A. because she was an actress. So I yeah. think people picked that option knowing that that's what actually ends up happening in the future game because they're all, like, filling in the blanks. And that's what a big issue with doing a prequel is after you already did, like, the sequel to it, essentially. Because people aren't making the choices... They aren't making their choices. They're making the choices Subconsciously that fill in the story. Subconsciously decided for them. Yeah. yeah. I just so said like, New why, York because I just don't think Chloe could make it in L.A. No. Yeah, and I went with L.A. because yeah. it's an easier drive. Like, God, it's already having <laughs> Down the coast. on your plate. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's very practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chloe could, like... <laughs> I was going to say, Chloe could survive in L.A., but uh, we know she won't survive anywhere. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Well, she could. She's the one that's got the 50-50, will I make it chance? But, uh, Rachel, mm. you're dead in the dirt, and it's. Well, I mean, the whole point of the first Life is Strange is that, like, no matter what you do, she ends up dying, like, in, like, 15 different scenarios. But so no, there is one where she lives. At the but very you, end. You, you, you can make a final choice yeah. and decide, well, maybe if we just kill all these other people, exactly. death will stop coming for Chloe, like some demented yeah. Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, the, pre- uh, was it, uh... Destination movies, Final Destination. Final Destination, yeah. Oh, there you it's go. a lot like that, except it's instead exactly of just that. skipping other people, it just keeps coming for Chloe. Mm-hmm. But like, who okay. would kill like three hundred people in Arcadia Bay versus one punk ass teenager who can't get uh, shit together? But if it's your soulmate, Bren, I don't Fucker. know. No, there, Bren, there are there are message boards online with people who come up with these this extreme oh, mental yeah. gymnastics to justify why trying to save Chloe is the only it's real the only option, thing. because if you save ah. Arcadia Bay, you create, like, an infinite time loop. Ah, I'm a it, it's all, it, No, I don't buy it at all. That's all BS. Yeah. But I'm saying people will do anything just to justify the Max and Chloe shipping. Yeah, I yeah. would rather people just own up to and be like, I would rather live with Chloe than these 300 random people. It's like, all right, fine. At least you own up to your reason. Yeah. Don't, you just know, just say it. Just say, hey, I yeah. ship Max and Chloe. That's all you have to say. All right. I do. On to episode three, hell is empty, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, I don't really understand that reference either, shit. So, like, a hell's frozen over? Well, be- didn't you thing? get the, uh, did you check the trophy name that you get when you complete the episode? No, what is it? Because all the demons are here. Oh, yeah, it's, uh... Okay. Oh, that's that's from The Tempest. I think that's mm-hmm. what all of the li- all the episode titles are. I think they're all lines from The Tempest, the play. That makes sense. But no, episode three has to be the most intense. Uh, the big cliffhanger at episode two, though, gotta give them credit. That was the big one of the whole game where you learn that Rachel's mom isn't really your, her mom and that the lady he was kissing is your biological mother. And it's like, okay, what's going on? And that's the thing. I remember when I was streaming episode one of this and we first saw him kissing her, uh, one of our people tuning in, I can't remember who exactly said it, but they were speculating saying like, it makes you think, like, what if Rachel's dad's, like, undercover or something? But, you know, he's the DA. Like, I don't yeah. think the DA himself, like, gets involved no. in Yeah, somebody's been watching shit. too much Law & Order if they so, think the DA goes undercover. But yeah. the thing is, he has all the files and stuff in his office. And But, okay, that's one thing you learn in Episode 3 is that he's in contact with one of the biggest, like, drug dealers. Not drug dealers, but, like, shady guys, murderers, whatever you want to call them. And he's got, like, he's working with him. 
to like kill Rachel's biological mother. That's like the huge twist of the end of episode three. And I, I'm still like kind of reeling with that and have lots to say there, but, but let's not dive there just yet. But the whole thing is you find out Rachel's not your biological mom. You get this whole like, wait, what's that? Say that again there, Doug. Oh, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Wow. What did I even say? You said Rachel is not your biological mom, which is accurate, but I don't think that's a twist. (laughs) That's not what I intended to say. (laughs) Uh, You find out Rachel's mom is not her biological one. And the dad is explaining to her like, a pretty one-sided thing like as you were getting an explanation of like why she's no longer in her life i'm thinking to myself like i'd really wish she was here right now giving her side of the story but that's the thing she's a drug addict she got like really involved with heroin i'm assuming that's a drug or two mm-hmm. i don't really know if they announce it but it, it's yeah it was very heavily implied it was heroin yeah. yeah um but so yeah she's a druggie he wants her away from the child uh, she gets clean after many years and just wants to be reintroduced to her daughter. daughter. Like it's like you, that's a right she deserves. And the thing is, especially the fact that she's clean and trying hard, it's like what more can you ask? And this guy's just an asshole. And the fact and the fact he's like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to keep her away from my daughter, thinking it's like a protection thing. But it's like more or less like she should be able to know her. It's like not up to you. Um, and that's really like the whole like controversy of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I can understand his reasoning with that, but it's also to the point where Rachel is 17, 18. Like, she's a, you know, clearly a teenager and, like, aware. She's, I wouldn't say adult, but, like, she's not going to be a three-year-old that her mother's going to take away, put back in the crib, and then keep shooting up heroin while she's away. Like, if Rachel needed to, she could take care of herself to a good degree. So it's not like she's going to just take her away. And look how it came all out. It's yeah. so ugly. Like it was just like it cost you a goddamn dinner table. That looked like an expensive <laughs> dinner table. Too. I know, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they definitely. Tr- it's the same with David in the first one. They definitely set up the dad to be a jerk, um, but with like good intentions. But like with David, it's like, well, he has good intentions. He goes around, he goes the wrong way of doing it. But like he, he, uh, he doesn't really have a solid excuse for why he was such an asshole at times. Like. It's just boils down to like, yeah, he was still a dick. Like, yeah, he, he well, might have well, his mean, issues, but that was still his conscious choice. There were varying degrees of being able to justify it. Like when when it's just, I don't want you to have contact with your mother because you know she's quote unquote a recovering addict, but I don't mm-hmm. believe that she's actually clean, and I believe that she would hurt you again. And then there's, yeah. and in order to ensure that she's not going to contact you, there it is. I'm yeah. going to have this drug dealer guy kidnap you, and you know. Have, you know, basically he said, don't hurt her, but kind of said, but, you know, kind of hurt her. And maybe I'll destroy some evidence for you and maybe I'll pay you some money to do it. And you you really lose the moral high ground as soon as you go there. Yeah, yeah that was the craziest thing about that episode. It was kind of a shorter one where you just like your option is to go investigate that stuff. OK, so let's get to it. You're in the DA's office and then Elliot confronts you. So this is the psycho Jesus. moment where he just yeah. a- approaches. And it's like, okay, first of all, dude, you've been stalking me. Like, there's no denying it if you are right where I am right now, like yeah. in somebody else's house. Well, like, he admits that. He's like, yeah, I was following you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say, uh, if you guys went to his room in the dorms and saw like his journal, like he has like a poetry book, I would say that's the clear stalker. Oh, moment. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like all that. about Chloe. That was terrifying. And like, at very the very end, bizarre. Yeah. And That's and she like just kind of shrugged it off in a way like, that yeah, I, I felt like, uh, you know, nah. Chloe, that's not the kind of thing you ignore. I would have, like, if I was Chloe, I would have taken a picture of that 
And if he ever confronted me again, I would have called the cops and be like, look, this is about me. Like, this is a threatening note. He has clear intention. Like, you know, get a restraining order. Dude's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is fucking messed up. So yeah, he shows up. He's like acting all like, oh, he's like very obviously mad at her because, well, in my playthrough, I'm ignoring the guy and just always like caring about Rachel over him. And he's just like, oh, I just care about you. Why? Like, can't you let me help you? And it's, like, so, like, funny how, like, frustrated he is that he's, like, it's, like, it's scary because it's, like, this guy's obviously about to, like, break down and, like, hurt you or do something, but he's, like, I'm trying to help! And I'm, like, oh, my God. Also, it's been two, three days, like, fucking chill, dude. Yeah, no, he's (laughs) freaking the fuck out. He was blowing up. But then she luckily got out of that scenario by throwing a statue through a window and sending off an alarm. I was really actually... No, no. Oh, that's what happened for me. No. That's what happened to me. So I used the option when it, when it was presented to me to make a stealth phone call to the police. Oh, I did that too, but I fucked it up. Oh, you screwed it up. Okay. Oh. So I, I did it successfully. And so the, the whole point is you try to take what he says and turn it into things like, yes, you are right. I need help. I'm at the DA's office, you know, stuff like that. You try to give your location and that yeah. you need help. And, and then the, the police finally come. But you, when you, when you win, it ends and he says, thank you. I know that must have been so hard for you. And like, he gives her a great big hug and then the police show up and he starts freaking out and he says, Oh, you, you need to get out of here. I'll talk to them for you. And so that's when Chloe just grabs the money and runs. No fucking shit. That's wild, dude. Interesting. Yeah. That you played it off like a round of applause. for That's insane. (laughs) Oh God. But that also reminds me like in the DA's, um, in his home, like you just, at least in the one I saw, you destroy evidence um, for Damien. You do, yeah. and you graffiti his his desk. His desk, too. <laughs> but she's so. burning the gloves in a trash can in the house. What? Yeah. Like, I understand she- it's a game, and they have to stay within the confines of the like room they built, like just from a pr- technical per like standpoint. But like story wise, why the fuck would you do that? It made Just no sense. Them. I think it even went to the extent of she closed the window. Yeah, she closed before doing the it. window. I was like, it's why? still burning. Instead of oh yeah, yeah no that um, that's I'm, I'm just mad now thinking about it just yeah just you know what terrible fire safety in this game just all around all around all, all around every episode yeah <laughs> all right so now it's time to go show up at with the money to go well so before Dave. that Doug I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt okay, you real up? quick when when you when you had the chance to tell Damon who the snitch was who did you whose name did you give him oh I'm glad you asked me all oh, right my and that's the thing did anybody come up with like an actual solid answer that they can be like so there is the, there was one guy person? the guy that let you in though the guy that she thought was cool he uh, was the actual the snitch yeah no but, way so is but, it his name Thunder Thunder I, yeah Thunder I picked Gerald. Oh, I feel bad now no so but I, I picked because one of the guys Sheldon. you could pick was the dude that started like messing with Chloe there. Yeah, yeah, Sheldon. That so guy. yeah, so I gave him Sheldon's name because that's what Chloe would do. I was yeah. thinking that as well, but then I went with Gerald because I'm like, I don't think Sh- Sheldon's actually the guy because I was looking at his files and stuff, and I'm like, oh well, he didn't miss parole or anything. He's actually probably trying. I don't want to fuck him over, but like he probably deserves it. And then Gerald, I felt bad, but I'm like, I don't even know this guy, so it's probably it's fifty fifty chance between him and Thunder. And then well, I think it wasn't. Gerald is the one you stole the shirt from or the yes. shirt money from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of that chapter, you see like that choice. It says, uh, like, convict Gerald, convict Sheldon. Yeah, it's and like, did it says, you convince Damon that Sheldon was that you convinced convince, him that, or you yeah. revealed that uh, Thunder, Thunder was, was the... the... So, yeah, that proves that Thunder is the actual traitor. 
Damn. Or All right. Or whatever. I wish I would have got that. And I, I wonder if there's any kind of hints in the files that you there are. If you, if you go okay. through the files, it would have said. But I, I uh, you know file. what? I, I saw Sheldon and I thought, yeah, you know what? Chloe would just go ahead and jump to that conclusion. So, so will mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you fair go. enough. Um, okay. So now you show up at the goddamn place where the firewalk concert happened the uh, apparently the, fu- the forest fire burned it down in the previous episode but it's all like decrepit uh rachel's mom's there uh her name's sarah so let's just call her that uh, the bio mom uh sarah's bio there mom. she's tied up and damon is gonna like he basically the what i got out of it was waiting for money from the da and then once that happened he was gonna overdose sarah with heroin and I'm like, and then no one's going to believe her otherwise. She'll just be dead and people will be like, oh, well, she was known to be a junkie. It, it would be weird that it's like she was clean for so long, but it's like, I guess no one would doubt it. And I was mm-hmm. thinking like, wow, that's super fucked up and dark of like this guy being like, well, one way for her to not get in my daughter's life is to just be like, I can frame it to make it look like she just accidentally did too many drugs and now her life's over and now I don't have this problem anymore. I think that was what they were trying to get across, and at least that's what, like, came to my mind, and, like, I swear to God, when that happened, like, my heart sank into my stomach, and I nearly had a panic attack, and I was like, (laughs) oh my god, I was like, this is so fucked, I'm like, and the thing is, like, for the longest time, I was like, okay, Mr. Amber, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, and then that all, like, like, the gears are turning in my head, and I'm like, this guy's the biggest piece of shit, this is, like, the as I lay dying vocalist, like hiring a killer, and then the killer was a cop, and then he's like, "Oh, you're going to jail." Let me just say this: if you're ever trying to hire a hit person on the internet to kill someone, they're like ninety nine percent of the time cops. Like I don't know why people think Good. that's so Thank easy. Thank you, cops, yeah. for doing or, that. Yeah. Or maybe just don't try to kill people on the yeah, internet don't do or that. anywhere in that matter. Anywhere, yeah, that's a good. Suggestion. Maybe sack up and do it yourself, like a man. Um, or no, just don't let do that. Then meet or, your daughter. Just, just let it ride. Just let yeah. it ride. Just let it chill. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if he was trying to uh, like kill her with the drugs or just get her hooked again. Yeah, like, I wasn't. Yeah. It seemed it, like he he set it, it up and he presented it, and I thought like was he gonna overdose her? But then at the end, when when Chloe wakes up and Sarah's just there, and and she's I mean no worse for wear except that you know yeah, she's, she's perfectly she's, fine. You know, other than the fact that she just got shot up with what looked like a very large dose of heroin, she seemed like, well, I'm an addict that didn't kill me, but now I'm back on, you know, from the the recovering addict perspective, that's horrible because that undoes a year's worth of work because now you're starting at base one. And definitely from the language she was using, she definitely saw it and was like, oh, yeah, that's what I've been missing. But yeah, they, they... Everything was presented up until that point, like that was supposed to be an overdose and she was supposed to be dead. And she just comes out of it at the other side, smoking a cigarette and just kind of like waxing poetically about heroin and how it makes her feel. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. I'm curious if the money played a role or not, because once he had the money, it's like, well, I don't have to kill this bitch and I don't need like a dead person on my hands as far as my record goes, if they could like somehow tie it back to me. So he's like, I'll just shoot her up, walk out of here, not necessarily have to kill her and maybe not even follow up on his end of the bargain. I feel like there is no scenario, uh, scenario where he just takes the money and like walks away because you need to have that conversation with Sarah later. No, I I know what you're saying, but yeah, I, I think the heroin, her being shot up with it, was the turning point for her to like lose all hope and like ever wanting to meet her daughter. She's like, after mm-hmm. all that goddamn shit that she just went through, she obviously wants to have a impact in her daughter's life and at least the very least meet her. Then like all of a sudden Chloe's there and it's like now or never, baby, and she's just like. I want nothing to do with my daughter. I want her to have a good life without me. And I'm like, 
this is some fucking weird drama bullshit. You are changing your mind last minute and it makes no goddamn sense. And I think the drugs played a large role in her decision making there. Drugs are bad. yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, Damn it, you beat I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that, but I wish the in the dialogue it would made it clear if she was, like, yeah, it just made her seem like, she was like, well, that sucked. Guess I'm hooked on heroin again. See you later. <laughs> like, all that work <laughs> oh, I did. Well. Was, it seemed What are you going to do? It's so true. It, it happens. See you, Chloe. It's just like, it was so casual. But if they made it seem like, if they really pressed the, like, I want her to have a better life, she's like, listen, I, I can't, like, because, yeah, she just, like, we we assumed the amount of time in the past was relatively short. Because, like, it, the sun's still close to where it was. And she's not, like, showing any symptoms of the drug use. Like, she has no, like, withdrawal through it. She has no, like, relapse side effect, uh, signs of it. So it's just, like, but if she was, like, kind of just, like, nah, I just, I, I need my fix. I need, I just need more drugs now. Like, I'm done. I, I, that's all I can think about right now is getting another dose. And, like, showed that it was clearly the drug that he just forcibly ejected into her was changing her, altering her mind, and that's what made the choice, I would have been better with that. But instead, it was so casual, she's just like, nah, I guess, the, I think I'm just gonna go back home and just, like, keep doing heroin for a while. <laughs> like, she seemed really chill about it. Yeah, yeah, she, it was it was a very, very relaxed descent back into addiction for her. Yeah, yeah. like, it seemed like she was already deciding to do that, and this is like, well, I already got one free sample. Might as well go back now. Like, she was already kind of committed to relapsing anyway. And that if she maybe saw Rachel before she got her next fix, she would, that might have given her enough strength to hold off the, uh, you know, next dose. But I, I doubt it. I'm just still blown away that the DA himself would go to the, like, the measures of, like, contacting this shady fuck and, like, Commit murder. He, uh, he was setting her, her up to get murdered. Well, I really he, do believe in his that. text, he was very clear. He's like, well, don't, I don't want her to be harmed. I just want you to scare her away. Yeah, but. Uh, I'm looking at the the Wikia right now, and they're saying James is paying to kill Sarah. I am I could be wrong. It's it's rough. And that's the thing. I feel like Chloe being in charge of the cell phone and the texting, it's like, well, do you even know what you're doing? You're about to get her killed. <laughs> it was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's, I mean. Dude, he's got a office of power and he's corrupt as shit. Like I'm not mm. too surprised. Yeah, there's I'm a reason. There's there's a reason so many cops don't want to wear body cams. I'm glad you brought to the table though about the whole bracelet though and how you could actually yeah. have her meet the mother because I did see that as like a, one of the major decisions. Like, did Rachel meet her mom? I'm like, fuck, she did it for me and I wanted her to really bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like two percent of people got that. But okay, well then the final thing is, did you tell her the truth about her dad being a goddamn murderous? fuck or like did you lie and keep it like the way the mom wanted i lied i told her the truth i could not do it i was just like there's no well, way now you made the right decision doug but yeah. chloe does not make the right decision so i lied yeah i feel you but <laughs> dude telling her the truth felt so like liberating but the thing is there was no consequence in the final cinematic no like, difference i thought well, well there was happen, a little bit of a difference there was definite differences mm. and i watched them back to back yeah if, if you if you tell the truth then it, they show a scene where mr and mrs amber, amber are arguing and fighting and stuff oh yeah and he like breaks something in our living room yeah, yeah clearly they're 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 not in a good place whereas if you lie then there's a scene of them all having dinner together and being happy on a fixed table sad. but like that's it that's the only like yeah but other other than that yeah 
what should have happened is like with her dad should have been put in a cop car and it's like yo you just like were fucking caught like <laughs> yeah. i don't know like what, yeah. what's going on there was no justice served in that regard it's just like oh mm-hmm. i guess my dad's a murderous prick but it won't get caught because he's the da and now yep. i know the truth and there's no way to prove it welcome um, to the justice system God damn it! so that was really just upsetting <laughs> but also it was cool because that decision showed i what i thought was like the more happy ending where like Rachel and Chloe are spending time together, really like cutesy moments where they're like yeah. either at the junkyard or wherever. And it's just like, wow, this is great. And I love them as characters and love that they're spending this time together and making memories because it's going to be super short lived and it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like those scenes, but I, I agree with you. Like, I wish that some of them were different because of the choice he made. Like, but right. they're all identical. Because other than that one scene, one. yeah, they're yeah. exactly the same. So I wish there was at least some difference in those scenes. Like, maybe not redo the whole scene or make whole new scenes because that would take more work, but like some sort of difference. Like, uh, you see Steph, Mikey, and Drew playing D and D together in one of the scenes, and depending on your choice, either Drew is beat up or Mikey's arm is broken. But that's it. But, like, mm-hmm. even um, Nathan and Samantha, no difference. Those are the exact same scenes, no matter the choice you pick, throughout the whole game. So it's just, like, so much of it was pointless. Like, it didn't change anything. Yeah. And including Rachel Amber dying at the end. Yeah. God damn it. No, I still <laughs> think the game as a whole was fantastic. That's episode three. That really kind of wraps us up. I do have some listener questions. Actually, before, before, I'm, I'm interrupting Twitter? you yeah. again. Interrupting you again, Doug. <laughs> Sorry. It's a whole episode. Sorry. There's, Feel free. <laughs> there's one more point that I really wanted to bring up before we got the listener questions. What's mm-hmm. up? So um, a major story point of the first set of Life is Strange is that somewhere down the line, in the, in the middle of her near-perfect relationship with Chloe, Rachel Amber uh, hooked up with Frank. Yes. And they were very yes. intimate and close. And, and we saw, he's, we saw nothing of that. Nothing. No, yeah. no, 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 no. When you're introduced to Frank as a character, like when Rachel is introduced to Frank, you notice him look her up and down like it's like very like he checks her out hard and she kind of gives him look like a look of either like I'm into it or like whoa that was weird um you can't really tell because they're fucking video game characters but <laughs> um it was just like very noticeable like ooh he's okay, okay her. so that was well, a look but everyone looked at Rachel Amber but how yeah. did Rachel Amber end up everyone. in the middle of her relationship with Chloe just suddenly develop this secondary very also very intense romantic relationship with Frank. Somebody her mom's who drug dealer. Yeah, the guy who was trying to help intimidate her mom to get her to go away and ended up stabbing Damon. Like it just it didn't No, not same, stabbing. The, he killed Damien. He straight yeah, up. Murdered oh yeah, him. Well, he yeah, did. he stabbed him to death. You yeah. know, he, he poured one out for his homie at the end there. That's how we and know that. And he's buried yeah. in the background. If you look in the background, there's a freshly dug grave with a cross on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that guy had it coming. But no, great. Yeah. I have the same problem and I think it's frustrating, and that that's the thing. You establish this like heart wrenching, like, yes, yeah, soulmate relationship with Rachel. And then she, like, within no time, in whatever time transpires between the end of that, of before the storm and life is strange and her going missing, and the time before she even goes missing, she somehow gets in a relationship with Frank. And I mm-hmm. think it would be cool for them to make some kind of DLC to like actually see uh. the story of where Rachel, how she goes missing, because like, to be honest, that's what I thought before the storm was all about. And at the end, I'm like, oh, well, by the end, Rachel's going to be missing. And she isn't. It was just more or less like filler story. But I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was excellent. Okay. Well, anything oh, else before listener questions? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Greg, because I was going to I actually forgot about that. Um, but yeah, that's a good point that she clearly does have some sort of relationship with Frank. I think they even admit that like they have sex or hook up to a degree. 
So that's what really made me wonder if Elliot was right, if Rachel is just a really good actor and kind of manipulating everyone. Because that makes sense why everyone loves her. Because no one loves, like, not everyone loves one person. Like, that's just impossible. But everyone unanimously agrees Rachel Amber is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Arcadia Bay. And it's still super weird and creepy to me. And that would make sense if she's just some sort of sociopath that's just super charismatic and able to lie to everyone to tell them what they all want to hear so they all love her. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a very accurate uh, possibility. And it, when Elliot confronted me with that possibility, I thought to myself, like deep down, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" If he's right about that, I've been, I'm, be- I'm being played really hard. And she's who's to say he's not playing us like a fiddle? But that's the thing. I don't know. I, as of right now, I still feel like the love is strong between those two. But unless they make something further to but conclude that, we're also in Chloe's shoes. So of course, Chloe feels that because she's involved with it, and we're from her perspective. So, of course, we would feel that, too. But also, Elliot's a goddamn lunatic, so... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah he true. cares yeah. about Chloe. He's, that doesn't he's mean sociopathic. He cares about her yeah. so much that he's, like, a goddamn psychotic person. He's a lunatic, but that doesn't mean he can't be right. He's not, a right, he's not right about the way to deal with things and his issues and his feelings for Chloe, but he might be right about uh, Rachel. Like, yeah. I, that, that's why I, I still think right. Rachel's a bad character, because, like, I think... I don't know. She was she was a bad character in Life is Strange One just because she wasn't in it. Like it was all just hearsay of her. But like in this one, I do see the appeal. Like I do enjoy the writing of her and like her as a character. But I think she might be like a morally bad person because of this. Oh, for sure. But she's also got a mm-hmm. not well. That's the thing. It's funny because her upbringing like looks really good, like normal. Her parents treated her nice. It's like it lives in like pretty much just a rich household but the thing is she didn't realize her family was broken without her like biological mother but even with that illusion of her stepmom being her biological mom or however you that works like Mm -hmm. i don't know it seemed like her life was good but then this happening i can understand her being like more emo and being like oh my life is so fucking dramatic but like before that it it really wasn't that bad so i don't understand why she's such well she she wouldn't have found that out if she wasn't like hanging out with chloe and skipping school and maybe using chloe as a scapegoat Using the kid mm-hmm. with the track record and like yeah, no, the she punk is... attitude to justify all yeah. her rebellious action and just using Chloe is like no, she made me do it. But it's like, pretty layered, yeah. It's kind of deep, and I'm I'm yeah. curious what her r- real motive was because even like they both say at times like she, oh, it's weird how like much we she hooks feel up with the professor. It's weird how much we feel for each other when we only known each other a few days and stuff. It's like yeah, no shit. Like now it makes me question like who. Other what other relationships do you have, uh, Rachel? Because God, yeah, she's like flirting and hooking up with the teacher way before he even murdered her. Yeah, it's not good. Um, okay, is it time for listener questions or <laughs> any final thoughts? One, one more, one more final thought. No. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. One more final. So, like timeline wise, here, this is something I, I was really having a hard time wrapping my head mm-hmm. around. So, Chloe, I think they said she was fifteen, but I, I feel like she was sixteen. Because she was at least driving a car, knew how to do well, it. Well, so she she, she fixed the car, so I feel like she was around cars, like with her dad. I I'm presuming she took a driver's ed class or something, maybe. Or, or maybe her dad but, took. her But anyway, on so we you know we'll, we'll put that however we want. I think they they say isn't Rachel Amber uh, a senior? Yes, and yes. I think Chloe was. So I don't think Chloe was. I think as a freshman or, or a freshman or a sophomore somewhere in, in yeah, there. Lower. So so how far from this did Rachel get murdered? Because it really felt kind of odd that by the time we we meet up with Chloe and Max, Max is Max a senior, is so, so it's a few years? it's a few years beyond this is when that happened. So has it like Chloe and Max are the has same this age. happened years ago? I assumed it would be months after the end of Before the Storm, and maybe even like weeks, but I could be wrong. 
so Chloe's been going around for years, still putting up those posters oh, for Rachel fuck. Amber oh, and still trying no, to push. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but I think shit. that comes into problem with you know honestly this whole thing, this whole premise of Before the Storm, because it was a company that made this game and it got really popular. And they're like, hey, what if we did a prequel? But they had no intention from the beginning to making a prequel. So now they had to kind of backfill all these things and kind of retcon certain stuff. But it wasn't even Don't Nod. It, it was Deck Nine. It was a completely different studio. Oh, it's a different studio? But yeah. I, okay, mm-hmm. so it's a different studio, but it's a, still the same property that they never intended to do a prequel for. Yeah. So it's kind of like, shit, we now have to explain certain things we don't have an explanation for because we never planned on doing this. Yeah, and it just it just turns it into my head where so either Rachel Amber died many years ago, and it's just weird that Chloe is still, you know, questioning people and putting up signs or then Rachel Amber would have died very recently before the beginning of the original Life is Strange in which she would have graduated and moved on to something else in that period of time instead of still hanging out with the photography professor and and Nathan Prescott so it was just it's just really peculiar to me the timeline and I didn't know if maybe I missed something or somebody had given that more thought than I did it just it really seemed odd it seems like either either one way where Chloe is is very much still hanging on to something that happened years and years ago and treating it like it's it just happened, or it's Rachel really should have already have graduated and been out of that school and not been a part of that system, and that's what happened when you know she was she was yeah, murdered. That's yeah. interesting. Wow, I, I never thought of that. I could definitely see Chloe still hanging on to it and treating it like it was last yesterday because of how you know obsessed with Rachel she was. But the place where it really falls apart is where the whole town is still looking for her, and the whole town is acting like she just got killed if it was, like, two or one year ago. So, because they yeah. definitely would have moved on, and he definitely would have had more victims after Rachel, like he was planning to do with Victoria and Kate. So. Right. Right. They, 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 I really got the feeling, like, Rachel was a relatively recent victim of those it two. It was, like, a week or two before Max got there, like, before the story started. It was... I would say within the month of the first Life is Strange starting. Yeah. So that just makes it even weirder now so that she would have should have graduated years prior to that happening. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I think that's I because know. they never planned on doing a prequel. So that's where the timelines kind of get, you know, a little janky because they never looked that far ahead when they no, were maybe, originally. Maybe yeah. she took after her mom, became a druggie and just started banging Frank a lot and just, I mean. You know? Yeah, that's. I, I mean, like maybe she never left, but then they they treated her a lot. Like, a god. like I got the feeling in the school like she was a previous student when it happened, yeah. and she shouldn't have been a previous student. She should have been long out of that academy. So. Yeah, even if she was an alumni, I don't they wouldn't have cared that much about her. It definitely felt like she was still going right. to school regularly. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just it, yeah. That's it was it was strange. It was very strange. Yeah, that's a life much like life. Yeah, you god got me. damn it! Fair criticism though, <laughs> um, for sure. Not like a talking point, but I'll say there's the deluxe edition, and that apparently is where the original voice actors came back for to voice uh, Chloe and Max. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Has that come out yet? I don't. Or is that still like in process? Because no. I, I didn't find it. I, I have the deluxe edition, but I didn't see it to oh, download it, it anywhere. So. I have it as well. I think, I think maybe it hasn't I think come it out is yet. it's on its way. It should be out very soon, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Okay. I was All under right. the impression that it was part of episode three, and that's why I couldn't find any videos of it, because I guess it's not out yet. But from what I can tell, it's Chloe and Max before Max moved away. So it's them as, like, the pirates, like, in the picture. So that's what it Mm -hmm. uh, seems to be based around. So that'll be interesting when it comes out. Definitely. Some more information. Okay. Time for some... Max is the worst. Oh, goddammit. Time for some (laughs) listener questions we got on Twitter. Uh, Got about three of them. 
One of them being your co-host, uh, Greg, uh, Nick Jenkins from the Gamers Without Borders podcast. Uh, he sent us up, two. Nick? He said, on a scale of one to hella, how would you rate Ugh. it? Ugh. Uh, I thought it was hella. Uh, yeah, I think hella too. Yeah, I was. I would definitely agree with that. If I had to rate it on how I feel about the word hella, then I would also call it hella because I hate that word. So I hate this game. No. <laughs> um, this is my, uh, I don't want to call it a problem, but my opinion of this game is I don't think it's necessarily needed to be a game. I think people that like these characters are already invested in these characters and like them no matter what. And I don't think the gameplay actually provided anything. There's no real benefit to it other than giving more backstory, which you could have found on your own in like a book. Like for Game of Thrones, if you want more backstory on those characters, you can find it, but you have to go out of your way to do it. That's the same with this. I don't feel like the gameplay actually contributed anything to the game itself. Uh, there's parts where the writing is real bad, and then there's parts where it's like really good and hits home. Um, I feel like this could have done just as well as a miniseries or a web series or maybe just a show or a book or a movie or something. I feel like it doesn't need to be a game. So as a game, I don't think it's good, but as a story and a narrative, I think it's done pretty well. I'll be honest, though, if it was presented in any of those formats, it would have went right by me and I wouldn't have noticed it or gave it a chance. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I just, I don't foresee it doing well in any of those. I think it, it me- is meant to be a game. I couldn't disagree with you more. What are your thoughts, Greg? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of in the same. If, if it had been in any of those other formats, it would have gone totally over my head. And I would have never even given it a chance. But, so. but does that mean that it's bad in that format? Or does that mean you just are more open to the idea of video games because you're more preferential to that? Because there definitely are some, like, it's like, you know, if you want to call them, like, girly TV shows, I would never, like, uh, Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan. I would have never given that a shot if my friend didn't make me watch it. And it's a great movie. It's really good. It is a great movie. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Yes, it is. Um, it's just like when people are like, oh, this anime is coming out with a live action. It's just like, I never want that. I, I, I just like the original format it's usually presented in. And if it's not done well the first way, then I'm not going to like it any other way, most likely. Well, I'm not saying like reimagining. I'm saying if this came out originally as a TV show instead of a video game. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I probably would like the characters, but I'd be like, ah, I wish I had control over this. <laughs> I mean, we could say that about every TV show. <laughs> yeah. I wish. That's true. You know, don't go in there. Yeah. Like, you could just move the character away instead of going to the house. And then they live a full life instead of being a fucking idiot like in every horror video game. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay, next question from Nick. His last question was, do you think a prequel by a different studio was the right direction for the franchise? So he's obviously referring to Deck Nine Games. And I saw this, it was um, from the Wikia page. It says, it was stated that Deck Nine Games did not get any consultation or advice from Don't Nod Entertainment. From the beginning until launch, Deck Nine were the only ones behind the game with some help from Square Enix, including some of the developers that worked on the original game. However, they were given access to Don't Nod's game assets and original files that contain character arcs and backgrounds. They communicated with Don't Nod and flew to Paris to let them test out the gameplay, and the game director, Michael Koch, uh, complimented their work and told, them, told the new team that the fans would love their new work. Don't Nod, however, received special thanks in the credits for the first episode of Before the Storm, saying, Very special thanks to all of the amazing developers at Don't Nod. We've been honored to continue the amazing work you started in Acadia Bay. So, I don't know. It's it's cool that Don't Nod really didn't have any involvement with this. This was Deck Nine's ga- like little baby and they took it and ran with it and I think they did a great job. I'm I'm very surprised that it, Don't Nod really wasn't involved. So, I think it to answer Nick's question, was it the right direction? Yeah, surprisingly, 
I would have been skeptical knowing that going in being like, what, a whole new studio is going to take this project? But look at what they did with it. I think it was fantastic. So my answer is yes. How do you guys feel? Uh, I didn't actually know it was a different studio until just now because I didn't look too much into this. Um, but I've said before, I definitely think this is like the B team for Dolt Nod. So that would explain because it's not Dolt Nod. It's a different studio entirely. Right. Um, but for a company that did have or a studio that did have nothing to do with Donut or had very minimal contact or, um, uh, I guess, review from them about their material. I think they definitely nailed Like I think they definitely did a good job for an entirely different studio. Um, I still think it's weaker than the first one. But uh, despite Greg's uh, assertions and best effort, I don't think Max is a bad character. So I relate more she to her. But she is, though. She's an awful human being. I don't know, because I think... Uh, Chloe is a pretty shitty human being, and I think Frank's actually a really good guy. Like, yeah, he deals drugs, and that's not good for society. And all oh, that. he's one of the good well, guy drug dealers. Well, Got he it. He fucking yep. murders Damien. He does nothing bad to Chloe ever. You're like, you're not making your point here. I don't think Frank's a bad guy. I'll just say that right now. I think he's a morally good character. We, we, we've 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 already said that you shouldn't be murdering people on this very podcast. No, but well, I, mean, I never said that. He's got that good in him, like Darth Vader, in the sense like he's got Pomodoro's dog or, or Pom- Pompadou, whatever. Pomodoro. God damn it. He does. He does like dogs. Well, that's what I mean. You know who Pompidou, else liked dogs? Hitler. Pompidou Hitler liked dogs. A fighting dog, and he decided to raise him as a normal puppy, which is cute. So, well, like, yeah, Damien was the dog fighter. Um, yeah. Yeah. If mm. we want to. Well, yeah, Damien's a terrible person. Yes, but I'm saying Frank is. Frank has good qualities, but he's still a bad human being. Is he, what did Whereas he do? Max might have good qualities, but she's still a terrible human being. What has Frank done that's bad? He deals drugs. He's yeah. providing a service for people who want it. He's not forcing drugs at on one point, he At one point, he actually tried to kill Max and Chloe in the first set of yeah, episodes. Yeah, no, he is a dick, hey. so I don't know. <laughs> All right, I forgot about that, so all right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's not the greatest person. Let's leave it at that. I'll say Um, he's better than I thought he was. I'll leave it at that. Um, But yeah, uh, next question. Sorry, I derailed it. No Uh, worries. We'll get Greg's uh, point on that. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, I mean, necessary? Probably not. You know, honestly, I enjoyed this game, and I liked playing it, and I love these episodic games, and for whatever reason, playing as these emotional teenage girls really (laughs) tends to... (laughs) resonate with me and i i don't know if i should maybe get that looked at but it'll help you relate uh, to your daughter someday <laughs> yeah i it makes me terrified of raising oh, my daughters is what it does hey dad this is my friend that. rachel no 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 you don't want a friend rachel Never. no rachel it ends bad for you <laughs> bad but no it's yeah it's terrifying and, and my only hope is that my daughter can at least grow up to have time reversing powers oh, but God. if that doesn't happen she's screwed uh, but I, I enjoy it. I liked it. But in, as terms of being necessary, no, absolutely not. It just, this was, this was just trying to give us what they thought we wanted more of and what they thought we needed more of. And maybe we wanted it and we did, but I don't think we needed it. If truth be told, I think you could have just gone right from Life is Strange to Life is Strange 2 mm-hmm. with another story or maybe another Max and Chloe story, hopefully more Chloe than Max because Max is the worst. But. <gasps> Yeah, I just, no, I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's entirely like, I would say it's fan service, but not in the anime sense of the word. It's like actual, yeah. just like more content that you guys wanted. But that's the thing. I don't think this would, well, no, there's so much content in it, but it's like. Yeah, it's it's like if, getting a free refill on your fries. You know, yeah. that's cool and all because you get more fries, but you didn't really need more fries. This is the Red Robin of video games. 
Yeah, no, there I you wanted go. to have more cliffhangers than they provided. But that was Nick's questions. Uh, John Layola from One Track Gamers and One Track Punk Show. Congrats, John. He, new father. Yeah, new father had a baby. Congratulations. Um, he asks us, how does it compare to the original? And my answer is, obviously, I think it's phenomenal. I was a little worried because of, like, oh, how's this going to compare without time traveling and everything like that? But no, it holds up entirely on its own in its own way. And you don't even need to play the original to get into this, to get into these characters. So I, I thoroughly recommend it. How do you guys feel about it comparing to the original? I miss the time travel. Honestly, I really did sort of like, that was a really nice hook mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed playing as. And yeah, it was fun doing like the Chloe backtalk mini games. And anytime they presented me with the opportunity, I did it. Even yeah, if I didn't think that was the right answer, because yeah. I'm not going to miss out on the mini game, right. but. I, I I really did miss the time travel, and I kind of hope that when we see more from, from Don't Nod and the Life is Strange world, I get more of, like, these these weird supernatural, like, Twilight zone powers mm-hmm. and not as much angst. Yeah, right. that's that's what interests me in the game's uh, Life is Strange initially, because if you take away those powers and it's just Chloe running around being a smartass, it's just another episode of, like, Pretty Little Liars or Degrassi or whatever teen drama's going on. So that's why... Yeah, I've already voiced my opinion. I don't think this is as good as Life is, the original Life is Strange. I do think it was better than I, I initially thought going into it. Like, after experiencing it all, I was pleasantly surprised. But I'm still glad I didn't pay for it, and I just watched the last play of it. Just because I, I don't enjoy these characters. I still think they're the... Like, they're good written characters. I think they're shitty moral characters. And so that doesn't... Like, I don't have much sympathy for, like... Hey, I'm an asshole and I break a bunch of shit and vandalize stuff and piss people off and then I end up dying. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> tough shit. Like, you know, maybe just stop being an asshole in life and, you know, it'll work out. Right. So I have less sympathy. So it, I don't, I'm not as invested in these characters as clearly uh, you guys are. Yeah. And John's follow up mm-hmm. question we already kind of answered. He said, is it a need to play uh, for something or more for just fans? And, yeah, we already established it's mainly for fans. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. not anything necessary to understand the original game at all. It just adds to it. And as for the sequel, whatever they do with Life is Strange 2, we can't really determine whether or not this is as like impertinent information in this game to that. But I highly I, doubt it. I don't think so. I don't have any source, but I feel like they said it's not going to be a direct like, Max's life continued. Like I think it's going to be something fresh and new. But it might still exist in the Life is Strange universe, like in that world. But I don't think it's going to have to do with any of these characters from the last two games. Um, And then our last two questions come from Tony from the No Time for Time Travel podcast. He asks, what did you most anticipate about the game? And my answer has to be the cliffhangers, just because that they always like got me in the first game. So and yeah. And then his set follow up is, did it live up to your expectations? Absolutely. The cliffhangers are incredible gameplay story everything that i went into it being like i hope this is great it was i can't recommend it enough go play it if you're, you have any interest or i mean god well you, you <laughs> listen to the spoiler <laughs> episode so you probably played it and hopefully <laughs> yeah, i hope yeah. you did hopefully hopefully you now feel like you've played the game <laughs> if you haven't have listened to us yeah. talk yeah. about yeah. it because uh because if you haven't played it yet we spoiled yeah, everything. And that, it's about how long to listen to this is about how long it takes to beat one episode so, <laughs> there you go ah yep. yeah you're there not you wrong go. um did it live up to my expectations kind of but i also didn't have very high expectations so it wasn't hard to do no that's um that's fair i yeah the most anticipated I, thing, I, i'm similar yeah. yeah the most anticipated thing for me was probably the soundtrack and yeah it's still good like 
sweet indie tunes, and I'm a sucker for them. Yeah, it's fantastic. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think very highly of of this going in, and so I was it lived up to my expectations in that like I had really low expectations. But yeah. the nice thing is, I really wanted to like kind of see like, are they going to make Chloe a character that I'm going to like to play as? Because when I found out I was playing as Chloe, you know, I I did not like Chloe from from the first Life is Strange series. I thought Chloe was just a terrible a person as Max was. And <laughs> having played this, I now think less of Max and more of Chloe. And so that was very interesting, and I was glad I was able to do that. But yeah, in terms of meeting my expectations, as much as I love this series, my expectations were in the toilet for this because it was a different <laughs> studio. I'm playing as Chloe. Pre- I'm not going to have prequel. Time you powers. already know what's going to happen, like. Yeah, like I, I already know where everyone ends up, so like my decisions don't really matter mm. because I, I already know how everything turns out. So yeah, I was kind of like with Bren, I, I did not have very high expectations for this, and so it managed to, to rise above them in that it was actually worth playing, whereas I was truly afraid that it wouldn't be. Totally. Oh wow, that was an amazing explanation, and I totally I will, understand your viewpoint. I will ask quickly though, Greg, if you didn't like Max in the first one, you didn't like Chloe in the first one. Who did you like in any of these games? Did you like any character? Um, Hot Dog Man. Hot Dog, Hot man. dog man. Obviously, yeah. I, you know, I I don't know if I really did like any of the. It's it's a very unusual thing where I can play a game where I don't like any of the characters I'm being presented, <laughs> but I'm still, still being like very game. entertained and engrossed in the story of them. <laughs> right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah that's I, I don't. There's probably a, a case study that somebody would love to do on me in that instance. But yeah, I no, I didn't like anybody. But yet somehow I really loved these games. I kind of agree I would with say, that. I would say I liked Kate in the first one. Um, I yeah, felt very I like sympathetic. There's nothing wrong with Kate. I like Steph s- in the second one. I like Steph in the right, second one. Before the storm. Not second mm-hmm. one yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked Samuel in the first one until you found out he had like the photographs of like girls like in like a folder or whatever. After I found that, that's creepy. Like, that's weird. But yeah. before that, I liked him. He was just a weird, like, janitor guy. But yeah, after that, I was like, ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my daughter hanging around you. Maybe that's nope. a sign. Nope. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I like to talk to the squirrels. All right, anyway, let's do some plugs <laughs> and wrap this one up. Um, Greg, where can our listeners find you and your podcast and website, all that kind of jazz? All right, so if you want to find jazz. me on Twitter, I am at Judge Greg is Law. If you want to check out my Gamers Without Borders podcast, which is hosted by Nick Jenkins, who contributed to this episode, check out <laughs> at GWB Pod for all of my other work at Enthusiacs.com. You should check out Enthusiacs.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for the keyword Enthusiacs. Totally. And how about you, Bren? Find me at ABTS Brendan on Twitter, and that's about it, because I'm lazy. Cool. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, all that kind of stuff. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, handles ABT Silence. We live stream the show typically on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so drop in chat, say hi. Maybe we'll get to get some of your input live on the stream and during the podcast. But yeah, uh, let us know what you guys think of the show. It's it's off to a good start with the new year. We actually just got the Life is Strange uh, spoiler cast taken care of, so I'm feeling good about that. We're going to have to do uh, a Star what? Wars one. <laughs> Wait, did you just reference this episode at the <laughs> yes. end of this episode? Yes, he yeah, did. He referenced <laughs> this very episode in this episode. So that's the thing. Oh, man. I feel like we're going to be in an infinite loop if I don't end the episode now. All right. We'll be back next week, listener. See ya. Bye. Bye.